0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mornings with Ron. You will notice that I've been absent for the past few weeks and haven't released any podcasts. One thing that I am certainly reminded of is the importance of our health. And as I work to try to get over what has been going around for the past few weeks, I realized that I just needed a little downtime and tried to focus on getting better and unfortunately missing all of the things that I enjoy the most. Um, And one of those things being with you each week to be able to deliver these messages that I share with you in hopes of uh, provoking thought or inspiring the heart and certainly feeding the soul. But here I am, I am back and I have my voice back again and I'm looking forward to sharing this week's podcast with you. If you remember in last week's podcast I was talking about the importance of friendships and you know how sometimes we have to weed the garden to be able to have the time that we need to focus on those people who are important to us. And so the first message I have for this week is titled friendships are important to the garden of life. I was thinking recently about the wonderful array of friends that I have and that have been by my side for many years. There are those that are close, which makes it easier to have contact with, while there are others that are far away, which certainly makes it more difficult. Yet each and every one of them are just as important as the other in my garden of life. We all have those people that we don't talk to for months, yet they're always in our hearts. But the minute that we are reunited, it's as if no time has ever come between us. We pick up right where we left off and enjoy catching up on all the happenings of each other's life. It's as if time stood still and you had just seen them yesterday. These are the people that you know come into your life for a reason, and they are there for a purpose. There are those friends that you feel so connected to that you should have been born twins. When you're together, you finish each other's sentences. You like the same things. And when something good happens, they're the first you tell. And when something bad happens, they're the first that you reach out to. They support you in your causes, your times of need, and in life in general. These are the people that don't have to wonder who they are. They know who they are because the give and take is a two-way street. As we get older, these friendships become even more important. It becomes about the quality and not the quantity, and we find that solid block of friendship that makes it more and more difficult for others to find their way in. We become more selective and our criteria gets harder to be a part of the circle that surrounds us. I think part of that is because we have invested so much in nurturing and growing the friendship of those that are close that they become the bar that we set for anyone new that may desire to become a part of our lives. And part of it is also the fact that our lives become so busy that we want to be able to give them the quality time that our friends deserve rather than just a little time that leaves both wanting more. Friendships are a part of the lifeblood of our souls. And if we're lucky enough to have those that have given the gift of their friendship to us, then we have a responsibility to ensure that the scales are balanced and that we are giving in return. And when properly nourished and tended to, it is those friendships that become friendships for a lifetime. This next message came about as a result of a quote that I saw that said, it may be hard to leave the nest of a bed in the morning, but the world is waiting for you to make your own mark. This was from wishesalbum.com. And I titled this message, What Will You Make of Your Day? When we go to sleep at night, it's our body and mind's time to rejuvenate, recharge, and get ready for whatever tomorrow may bring. As we well know, sometimes when that alarm goes off in the morning, that feeling of rejuvenation and recharge isn't so evident, and the snooze button gets hit more times than it should. We eventually crawl out of bed, make our way to the coffee maker or teapot, Hit the button and wait for that jolt of caffeine that sometimes jump-starts our day. We never know what the day is going to bring. We just know that we have to go through the morning routines to get ourselves ready, and then off we go. There are many days when the routine isn't enough. We just can't seem to muster the energy we need to meet the day head-on. Last night's extra beer or glass of wine, that big work dinner we had, and work that kept us up until all wee hours of the night, can all contribute to a lack of motivation. For those of us who work at home, there's an added level of anxiety as we go about our workday because we have to create our own sense of excitement within the four walls of our home. In all of this preparation and anticipation, there's one thing that we forget. Each and every one of those mornings is a gift, a blank slate to make that particular day of our life anything that we want it to be. Sure, there's things on our calendar from a work or family responsibility perspective that we just can't get around. However, in the 1,440 minutes that make up a day, there are some that truly belong to us. The question is, how do we use them? I take after my grandmother. I had a hard time sitting still and I always have to be doing something. I work on cards, writing, recording, and refining my podcasts, reading, you name it. Yet I'm starting to understand the importance of me time those minutes that I carve out to do something that does not involve anyone else and is something specifically for me. It helps me balance my thoughts of what the day is going to be like and increases my motivation to get that day started. The thing to remember is that every morning has the possibility to be anything we want it to be. We can correct past mistakes, make new ones that we learn from, alter our life path, and even set ourselves on a course for an amazing future. I said before that we get one chance at life and no do-overs. Will you make that commitment today to make this new day everything that it can possibly be? I saw this awesome picture um, on the internet that had a picture of a little girl holding a crown, and it said, you'll be too much for some people. Hint, those aren't your people. And there was no credit on it, unfortunately. But I titled this message, those who matter are still my people. You know, when I saw that post, it definitely made me smile. Why? Because I know I'm sometimes too much for some people. I've always had this way of joking with people, with a little sarcasm mixed in to make them laugh. It often causes them to be self-deprecating. It's a kind of a biting humor that definitely runs in the Rochester family. My Aunt Monica had it, my Uncle Rocky had it, and my grandmother certainly had it when she wanted to. It's a kind of retort and look that anyone in the family would recognize instantly. When I was a kid, I used to like to pull pranks. Harmless pranks, but ones that would make everyone laugh and the person that I pulled them on want to kill me. But it always wound up in a bonding moment for those involved. My friends will tell you that later on in life, I developed the quickest retort to something someone would say than anyone around. It was often at their expense, but it was always done in the spirit of love and friendship. There are those that are just as good at giving it back as I am at dishing it out, and you know who you are. The funny thing is that I don't do it with everyone. It isn't for people I've just met or those I don't really know. It isn't for those that I'm uncomfortable with or those that just won't get it. When you are on the receiving end, you know that you've become one of those people in my inner circle that I feel comfortable enough with and love enough to be who I truly am. Several years ago when I was living in New Jersey, I was with my partner and our friend one night and they questioned why I always did that. So, I decided to show them the inverse of my normal action and became the sweetest, most agreeable person you've ever met. Did I take it to the extreme? Of course I did. It was so annoying to them that they told me to go back to my old self, and my point was proved. I believe that there are times that you can go too far. You have to know when the situation warrants the sarcasm and when it doesn't have a place. But often people have told me it's what endears them to me most. As I've gotten older, it's subsided considerably. But in my heyday, I may have been too much for some people, but those truly weren't my people. The people that matter are still there, and they know who they are and that I love them with all my heart. Rumi said that the desire to know your own soul will end all other desires. And so I titled this last message, Knowing Our Soul is Necessary for True Happiness. Do you ever wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, and ask yourself who you are? Not just who you are to everyone else but that deep look into your soul to discover exactly who you are to yourself. We go through life deciding what we want to be, wanting to decide who we want to be, and eventually, hopefully becoming what we ultimately wanted to be. Sounds complicated, doesn't it? In some ways it is, but I believe the reason is that mostly with all the worldly distractions, we just can't seem to find the right focus. From an early age, I knew I wanted to do something great. Not for recognition and praise from others, or rather something that would have a quiet impact on the world and leave it a little better off than I found it. I can point to a series of events in my life that led me to focusing on seniors. However, it was not until I had to deal with my grandmother's dementia, nursing home stay, and eventual passing that I discovered what that great thing was supposed to be. The funny thing is, once I found it, all the pieces of the puzzle started to come together. And that's how Bring Smiles to Seniors was born. As a child, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother because of her taking care of the sick and the lonely. It also meant I spent a lot of time with the elderly on trips with her. She would visit people that were much older than she in summers. I would spend time with family and friends that were well into their older years and some of my best friends tended to be people far my senior. The eventual interaction with the people in her nursing home finally sealed the deal. All of these were experiences that helped me explore and understand my own soul. While there are many components of our life that come together to make it whole, I believe that knowing our own soul is one of the most important activities that we can ever undertake. The reason is knowing our soul guides us in everything else that we do. And although we may never know our soul completely as it will evolve with life, having a good understanding of it provides us with the foundation that permits us to enjoy many of life's other desires. I believe that when we truly understand our soul, we can look in the mirror deep in our own eyes, and not only like what we see, but feel a sense of contentment and calmness that lets us know that it all is right within us. Feeding our soul and nurturing is one of life's most important tasks. Knowing and nurturing our soul is a requirement on the path to happiness. And that, my friends, is this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. I am so glad to be back with you again. I hope something that I've said in one of these messages gives you some nugget that you can use as you go about your own life. I thank you for being a part of this journey. And as always, as you go out into this great big world of ours this week, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles.